Good day, Paul Andrigo here, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered, recording at the headquarters of realestatepodcastshow.com. So today's episode is a very special one to me. I've been compiling this one here for, uh, I'd say, about five weeks now. So this is my, uh, I was hoping to get this um, uh, distributed about a week ago and uh, unfortunately had some... um, uh, some family um, issues that came up that uh, needed my attention, and we um, uh, needed to make sure I needed to make sure that I was available there for my family. We had a, a, a very loved one uh, pass away last week, and it was a very difficult uh, time for for everyone involved. Um, and uh, they were also a, a local. Um, um, fixture here in the Danforth East area for uh, for many years. So I want to dedicate this, um, you know, this this podcast all together to my father-in-law. His name's Tom Richardson. You might know him uh, if you've ever seen a um, visually impaired gentleman, um, either at Walmart or along the Danforth. Um, just always smiling, always a happy guy. Um, best father-in-law I could ever ask for and uh, just all around great guy. So um, with that in mind and the fact that uh, he knew how much I uh, or, or, or you know he lived in the area as well he and his wife uh, my mother-in-law um, my kids grandparents my, my wife's parents and um, they've always been uh, you know big supporters of, of uh, uh, supporting again not just local businesses but some but supporting me of course um, and of course uh, you know people they know I've, I've been very um, privileged um, and, and grateful to be able to help um, so many people in the neighborhood uh, over the last um, basically uh, I, I've been living in the the uh, East York, Danforth East area. I've sort of moved from. Um, I, I've always told people that I've uh, I've got a very unique advantage. I was uh, I originally lived north of the bridge of the Coxwell Bridge, so in the St. Clair O'Connor area, the Sunshine Village area. I started there, uh, and then moved down, or or I guess uh, across the bridge to the Danforth Woodbine area. So we moved into the. Um, on the east side of Woodbine, I'm sorry, on the west side of Woodbine, uh, and then ended up settling on the west side of Woodbine and uh, have families sort of, sort of scattered um, as well in, in, you know, in and around the area uh, over the years. And, and of course, you know, many of my close friends and many of you that are listening have become more like family than you are just friends. And um, I want to take a moment to thank you guys as well. That's the other big thing I'm doing right now, aside from, of course, helping, you know, the local businesses and, and, and giving back uh, a little bit to those who have done the same for me and um, referred me and, and, and continue to support me as I, uh, again, uh, work hard. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sole provider uh, in my family. I'm the, um, you know, I'm sort of the, the, the main breadwinner. My, my wife's legally blind, so um, I've sort of taken on the, uh, you know, the um, the uh, the workload, so to speak, to uh, sort of, you know, feed and clothe and, and take care of the family, and, and, and she does an incredible job, uh, as well as being, uh, you know, so, such a, a great wife and a great mother. Um, but uh, again, my, you know, my my way of contributing, uh, besides, of course, yeah, being an involved father and a husband, uh, is to um, 
uh, be the, the the local realtor that you guys connect with. And in the recent years, I've I've sort of made it go a little bit further than that, or, or maybe even less than that in, in a way, as I really have just been focusing on for the last two years. Um, if you'll notice that I've got over 200 podcast episodes, um, some of them are, are, are episode numbers, and then a couple of them are sort of um, thrown in there. But uh, I believe that's a little over 200 episodes so far. Um, and what I've done is pretty much move all of my focus into what I'm doing right now, which is my realestatepodcastshow.com platform. The reason I believe that it has uh, sort of almost picked me, I mean, I, I guess I you know sort of went for it originally, but I think it chose me more than anything else. And just like in life, and, and I was just telling the story last week at, um, at an event, um, and, and I was just talking about how both my wife and I, when we met, which was many years ago, and we were out at a pub one night, neither her nor I was looking in that sense. Um, we just, again, had no, 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 um, no intentions of, of, uh, you know, wanting to date anybody. We'd both gotten out of uh, relationships and just not looking. And in the weirdest way, when you're not looking for something is when you often find it. So it's funny how those things sort of come back over time. So, um, I, I did not see myself being a podcaster, uh, if you asked me, you know, three years ago. Uh, and then, I mean, I was a listener. I was, a, I was always a big fan of podcasts early on, probably about five years ago, but never really thought that it would be the medium that would be perfect for me. And it actually is perfect for me in so many ways, just because it fits, uh, for me, my level of activity. I've always had music on in my headphones. I mean, my, my favorite present as a kid growing up was a Sony Walkman. Remember those, the bright yellow ones with the, uh, with the tape player, um, that, that was glued to me. I was, again, I was into music really early and, and, and a lot of people who like music seem to like podcasts. I, I'm one of them. But more importantly, what I've learned from this is that this has become more of a storytelling medium for me. So that's sort of where I feel like I'm best. Uh, you know, uh, one of the best things I am uh, I'm good at doing is is storytelling, and 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 not just because I'm a huge fan of history, and I'm uh, you know right in front of me in my office as I'm as I'm as I'm here right now recording this podcast. I've got the Chronicle of Canada, which is this uh, huge like. Uh, three-inch phone book-like thing about uh, the, the the history of Canada. I've got great moments of the century. Uh, I've got the the entire Canadian Centennial Library. Like this is all again within arm's reach. Uh, a, a bunch of various historical books. So one of the things I love doing is, is you know is is capturing the stories, not of just uh, you know not not just the, the the neighborhoods that I live in, but of course the the properties that I'm again uh, very grateful to be able to handle. So every time. Uh, you know, I've helped sell homes on Woodbine, on Mortimer, on Salmon, on Holborn, on Virginia, on King Edward, um, on Bastido, um, on Eldergrove, on, on Merrill, on, um, I feel like I'm, I'm doing, um, uh, I feel like I'm doing the, uh, the, uh, the Santa Claus and the reindeer here. So, um, all these, all these incredible streets. I can't go through them all, but of course, over the last 20 years, you can imagine it's probably been almost all of them. Um, and again, it's really become more so those of you who I've been able to connect with over those years. So 
What you're about to hear is sort of my compilation of those people. Um, and what I'm hoping is that you get a chance to, you know, meet those people yourself. And all, and not just that, I don't want to make this podcast a static, meaning that once it's recorded, it's over. Um, what I'd really love to do, and this is just because of the, 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 the way this medium works, which again is why it appeals to me. And if you are a small business owner yourself, um, or you're thinking about starting a podcast, um, just reach out to me. I am more than happy to sit down with you. And I've done this numerous times uh, to set up your podcast with you because chances are you probably have a business that also has stories to tell. You might have, um, you know, really great experiences with clients uh, and even things that you can tell people to maybe protect them, uh, you know, to protect consumers. I know uh, on some of the local Facebook groups, we've got so many people who are the, what I I call the helpers. And I think that's the other part of who you're going to be meeting uh, in these interviews and, and the people that I've been able to connect with. Um, and, and again, podcasting itself, it's like any social media. It might not be something that you need to or, or you have to be good at. But because of the statistics, and again, I won't bore you with those here, but if you are following me, you'll know I've already said this, and, and it's and it's my quote, in case you see it somewhere else uh, in the future, 2020 is the decade of the podcast. So I am confident that 2020 is the decade of the podcast. And the reason why, it, it sort of goes so much further than everything else that used to be available in terms of how to connect people with each other. Uh, I mean, at one point you would just sit, you know, in the seventies and eighties, you'd sit around and watch the TV and watch what other people produced slowly over the years. It's gotten to the point where you'll, you know, you'll be watching YouTube channels. Um, and of course there's, you know, there's a bit more involved with that. In some of those cases, you've got to have video experience and you need to know your way around it. Uh, I'll be honest with you. My kids know way more about most of the stuff than I do. Um, but the podcast, platform. It's just such a simple, it's literally, it's voice recordings um, on the, on the very simple level. Sometimes there's music on the background. Sometimes there's, you know, um, a little bit of editing that happens in between, but it's very much the voice of the person that you're going to be connecting with. And that's something that, again, because of, again, being in the business of real estate and, and, and helping so many of you uh, over the years, and I hope so many more of you going forward, um, tell the stories of your properties. I think it's so much more important now that your voice, your actual voice be heard. So, you know, when you're reading a blog, you could be reading a ghostwriter's blog. I've heard of that, by the way. So, you might not even be hearing or reading someone's actual stuff. When you're listening to my podcast, you're listening to something that is very, very much from my gut that day. Uh, and interviews, uh, as much as I like to ask a couple of questions, very much it's just what a conversation with me would be like. Um, and the people that I get to do these things with and, and, and all the ones on my website. So I'm hope I'm on my podcast site, realestatepodcastshow.com. I've made it as easy as possible. So the one little bit of, um, uh, I call it a podcast hack that I will, that I'll add here. Uh, and there's a bunch more, if you're interested in all you need to do is uh, let me know, but there's one and very important thing for you to realize that just on Friday, December the 13th in the U S 
podcasts have become searchable on Alexa devices on, on the speakers. Um, and of course, Spotify as well. This is this is happening in the States. So when you say Alexa, can you play Toronto real estate unfiltered? <clears throat> That's what my podcast is under um, sort of uh, on the 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 real estate podcast show.com is the sort of the website where I um, host all of my podcasts and, and do a lot of different uh, things, of course, for my work. But uh, if you say, Alexa, please play Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered um, soon in Canada, you'll have that option, too. So the 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 emphasis on voice searches is going to be huge, which is part of why podcasts are going to be. Um, you know, basically podcasting is, as far as I'm concerned, 2020 is going to be the decade of this because so much of it has now gone from just linear growth, which if you look at any graph and you'll see it sort of go up and up and up a little bit, uh, to exponential growth. So those are the reasons why I really want to make sure you, you stay tuned. Uh, and also I'm going to be doing a sort of a 20 year recap of real estate activity. And I'm going to try to make it so that it's a, uh, a little one or two minute blurb, 20 minutes and in, 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 in maybe two minutes. Because uh, I know you don't want to hear too much of that. I've also learned that over the years is that um, our conversations that I have with you guys um, in, in person um, and, then the, and the ones that have been really, um, you know, well received here are very much like the kitchen, the, the kitchen table conversations you'll have with people. Uh, again, regular people who live in your neighborhood. I'm a strong supporter of the neighborhood. And the reason why I took it on to my uh, sort of took it as my 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 mission to uh, make sure that I introduced you to the these people and, and share their incredible stories. And hopefully a lot more of you have short stories to share. But the reason why I think it's so important is that each one of those storefronts, each one of those, whether it's again, and this is the other thing, whether it's uh, a storefront or whether it's someone who, um, you know, runs a home-based business in the neighborhood um, or someone who does an online business, but it is, is in our neighborhood. For me, it's important to sort of make sure you support those three uh, simply because um, it's, it's, you know, it's a big world and, and there's a lot of different kind of businesses. But the important thing about supporting those in the, in the community, again, like you know, working with me directly as your realtor is because of the fact that when you do that, you actually reinvest in that neighborhood that you've moved into. So I don't know of anybody who's bought a property here in the last 20 years that doesn't want to hear that the neighborhood has gotten more, you know, valuable over that time. That's sort of a, a side benefit of home ownership. And this is, again, one of my many podcasts is that home ownership if it's a, if it's a possibility for you and you're renting now and you're looking at possibly becoming a homeowner, I can't tell you there's a better time to do it than now, especially the way rents have been going and unfortunately the way they're going to go. So I can get into more of that on another podcast and I know I have, but really important for you to understand that home ownership and owning a home basically is a financial buffer. It is not a cure-all. It's not, you're not going to win the lottery. There's, there's of course, some people that have done really, really well. What it does, though, is it creates a buffer for you. It creates sort of, um, and there's about four or five different reasons. One of them could be uh, the fact that, you know, when you're renovating your own property, of course, you're, you know, you're, you're building value. You can borrow against it for, uh, you know, when you've got, you know, issues that you need to take care of. There could be educational. They could be your kids. Um, they could be... Um, 
you know, um, in times of need where, again, you need to sort of take money out of the house if you need it. It's not something that you should do always, but it's one of those things that's a buffer. So it just gives you that sort of extra option rather than going to, uh, you know, a credit card or a lender or something like that. It's your own money. It's coming out of your own um, you know, your own, the own equity that you've built. And again, I can go into that more in more details. And, and, and a bunch of times I've done that. And I've got some really great connectors in the neighborhood that uh, know what to do uh, to help you unlock that money as well. In one case, recently, I just helped someone buy their dream home, uh, while keeping their existing home in the neighborhood and, and renting it out for them. So um, it's possible some of you might be sitting on a huge amount of equity. So stay tuned for the real estate report that's included in this podcast. And Hopefully, um, the next step after that is us sitting down together, hopefully over a Christmas beverage of whatever kind, coffee, beer, eggnog, uh, your choice, uh, or anything in the new year. Just let's connect now. If there's even remotely a plan to move in 2020, let's connect now. I think just, again, the, the meeting part, just the sort of the getting to know you part, it can't happen soon enough. So if we haven't done that, you know, let's do that. And then when it's time to make the actual move, again, you've sort of had a chance to, you know, connect with me for a little while. And we're not just sort of having to uh, rush to get to know each other on a, you know, a meeting on a Monday. uh, And then you've got to sort of make a decision pretty quickly. You might not be 100% sure, and it could be three or five years. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. That's absolutely, I think the magic of how this works is that uh, if we're in touch sort of regularly now, the whole process ends up being way more valuable to you and, and way less stressful. So I hope you see the value in that because it is one of the most stressful times in your life to buy or sell real estate, I guarantee you. Is it also the most rewarding time in your life for a lot of people? Yes. And and for many people in this neighborhood that have, um, you know, bought in early enough for some of you, it's life changing. It's money that you've made um, tax free that you could never have made by working. And And for a lot of people, you won't be able to keep up with what your houses might make if you've bought them at the right time. Uh, and of course you haven't overpaid. There's a big, um, push for me on that. And if you go to my website right now, you'll actually see an alert that pops up that tells you, uh, to sign up for the price drop alerts, uh, that I do, which is including in our neighborhood, meaning that you actually will be able to sort of, um, spot finally, uh, where the motivated sellers are. And uh, of course I want to make sure that you're, uh, when you're working with me, the good news is you won't be one of those. You'll be in, a, in, in very good hands and you won't uh, need to do a price drop because that's the one good thing about me. I can tell you in every single one of my listings for sale uh, in 2019, not one of them has had a price drop. Uh, if, if anything, they've sold for over asking. Uh, in some cases, broken some sold records here and there. Um, and very happy that uh, uh, all the clients I've worked with, again, are, are, are so happy with the end results. And of course, the, uh, um, the big bags of money at the end of the day don't, uh, don't hurt much at all, but more so, more so towards the quality of life that that provides, not the money just as its, you know, as its own separate entity. It's what quality of life that provides, the security, uh, you know, maybe, you know, living a dream, maybe traveling, uh, buying a smaller place, whatever it might be. But it just gives you that buffer. Um, again, just maybe helps you through things a little bit more so that you can, again, just be, uh, you know, living the best life you can. So thanks for tuning in so far. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show and um, anything you need, you can always reach me at realestatepodcastshow.com.
Hey Paul, Virtual Experience uh, VR Arcade here. Just wanted to congratulate you on 20 years of being one of the uh, Danforth's greatest local realtors. And I wish you all the best. I hope it was a great uh, run. And I hope you have many more successful to come. Two, one. Okay. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, obviously, you know I'm not a stranger here, but uh, this is something that I've been trying to do for us uh, for the longest time because uh, I I'm of the opinion that the entire world, and not just the Danforth, because that's where you are, uh, but everywhere, uh, all over Toronto, all over Ontario, again, the world, uh, needs to know what you guys are doing here because as far as I'm concerned, there are a few businesses in Toronto that have become what I call like community changers, game changers, uh, have added such a really great vibe to those neighborhoods that um, the stories need to be told. So that's what I'm trying to do today is basically just get a little bit about your stories. Um, so whichever one of you guys wants to start first and uh, I guess share it with the world and uh, go from there. Fighting over this? <laughs> okay everyone, so my name is Alex, um, I'm one of the co-founder or owners of Virtual Experience. Uh, there's actually four of us, but two at the time being. Um, what are we technically going to be talking about? I'm going to talk about, about myself. Um, I actually graduated from Ryerson, Business Technology Management about a year and a half ago. Uh, great program, great school, uh, and this is kind of like where everything started. Me and one of the other co-founders, Sandy, who is not here right now, we finished the same project. Uh, we worked together for almost a year on the one project that we had to do in school uh, and that's how we got to know each other and got to know our values. Um, so that's kind of like how I got together with one of the co-founders. Uh, my name is Duran. I finished business, I'm finishing business technology management at Ryerson. Uh, currently working full-time at uh, Manulife and uh, doing this on the side. <clears throat> and uh, I met Sandy as well through a group project. I guess and, I need the link. Yeah, and, and Andy, one of the other co-founders, uh, I also met him through a co-op term at RBC. And, you know, coming together, just uh, realizing that all of us have a very similar goal. We wanted to start something. We wanted to create an impact. We wanted to offer, like, a service to, like, the community to bring them together. Uh, offer, like, a place that's not just a business, but someplace you can come and hang out and, like, relax. Uh, so that's what we want to create here at Virtual Experience. Awesome, guys. Yeah, the, the reason that I'm here, of course, is uh, certainly because of the fact that uh, I was made aware of this place, you know, living in the neighborhood. I've lived here 21 years, so I keep track of all the new businesses coming up, and I'm trying to do, you know, in my small way, what I can to support it, um, support each of you. But as well, it was my son, my nine-year-old son, who actually has been um, more instrumental than anything in telling me about, you know, what it is that you guys are doing and obviously, you know, sort of asking lots of questions about the business and, uh, you know, how, how they're, you know, how your computers work and all those kind of things and I don't have the answers to all that. So, um, basically what I want to do and just again, just a little short sort of um, interview today that we're doing that will also be a podcast, um, but I wanted to just find out a little bit about what... What, you know, in terms of the past and, and how you guys came up with the idea, and either of you can feel the question, but um, where did the idea for this come up? Because I, I know there's been in the past, again, when I was 
um, you know, in the 90s, way back in the 90s, before social media, there was internet cafes. So we could go to these places and use email and webs and, and that was it. Uh, this idea, the virtual reality aspect of it, it takes it to a whole new level. So when did the idea start? If you can figure out a, a genesis point of when uh, either of you or, or one of the four, group of four uh, had this idea and, uh, you know, share that story. Um, so on my end, um, it was about January 2018, so we were in the new year. Okay. I got a text from Sandy yeah. being like, hey Alex, uh, me and two other guys are talking about an idea. Would you be interested in kind of like discussing with us and see if you would want to get together with us? Um, so by all means I said yes, because I, I really had respect for him because of the way we work together. Um, and he introduced me to Jaren and Andy, which we kind of started discussing. And the funny story that I didn't know behind it, that it took me a while to find out, was that this guy went from one side of GTA all the way to Mississauga <laughs> to play virtual reality. <laughs> ah, yeah. okay. So it was okay. a bit of a trip that he made. And okay. we, we were sitting there and we're like, okay, so he traveled across from one end of the city to the other to play virtual reality, which I have never tried at the point in time. I was really foreign into it. I knew what it was as technology, but yeah. I never really tried it. Yeah. Um, so to me, it was like, okay, it might not be as interesting. Yeah. Uh, he told me that, hey, we went all the way there, um, and it was fantastic. Yeah. He can tell you for his experience on his own mm -hmm. yeah. terms. Um, <clears throat> basically, it was a date, and I just uh, went all the way to Mississauga uh, to play at this virtual reality arcade because it was like $10 cheaper at the time. Okay. Because the only ones that were available were downtown, and they were like, Super expensive, like sixty dollars an hour, or some like crazy okay. amount. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go to Mississauga and check it out. And I got one booth at the time, and it was um, it was really fun. Yeah. And like the hour just flew by. But one thing that I noticed was uh, the whole place was crowded with people. Like it was really busy. Yeah. Uh, but it was only run by two people on okay. that Saturday. Yeah. So I saw like an opportunity. Wow, this could be a great chance to start something. Um, that could be passive in yeah. terms of like starting it, just getting it going, getting it rolling, yeah. and then just letting it go, yeah. right? Yeah. So that was kind of the idea I was kind of uh, thinking of, but I just didn't know how I could approach it. And like, uh, obviously it's pretty capital intensive in terms of getting all the equipment and like organizing it and kind of setting it up. Indeed, indeed. So yeah. I reached out to Sandy and we also talked to Andy at the time and Sandy connected with Alex. Yeah. So we realized us four will come together. We all had the same background in terms of school, yeah. uh, business technology at Ryerson. So we just came together with this idea and kind of came up with a strategy to just implement it. And like, why not? Let's just go for it. Okay. So although this is not a um, sponsored podcast for Ryerson, it's a great story because of course, again, you guys were sort of connected there. Um, like, you know, like the story of Apple uh, starting in the garage. So you guys have your garage that you started in. Um, and very important to me, and I hope to people who are listening today um, and watching the show, um, is why Danforth East? What made you decide on this location? Um, and, uh, you know, anything, anything specific about where we are now that made you decide here? Uh, and the exact address that we're at is... Uh, 2069 Danforth. 2069 Danforth. Danforth and Woodbine, which of course is uh, the website that I started, danforthwoodbine.com. Uh, and hopefully all the, you know, coming to this location, you can't miss these guys. So what was the what was the reason for, or what was the decision made for this being your, this is your first one, right? Yes. So yes, yeah. Well, I mean, as every other business, we had to do some research. Yeah. Um, 
we wanted to be somewhere that we could all commute to to begin yeah. with because yeah. we want to make sure that we're all running and since we're all is here trying to, to help out. Yeah. Uh, but doing our research, we found out that there was a lot of places downtown. Yeah. Um, and even if we decided to introduce ourselves as a new competitor, we wouldn't be able to compete in price because again, we would have to charge people $60 an hour due to rent and everything else, mm -hmm. right? So there was a big part of it, to be yeah. honest with, with everybody. Yeah. Um, we looked at Danforth yeah. and we realized that there was a big opportunity because there was no major arcades, there was no major uh, computer establishments where people can go in, have fun and actually enjoy their time. Uh, no virtual reality around the area whatsoever. Uh, the closest one would be maybe Scarborough Town Center, uh, which we're not really concerned about because we want to take over Danforth as the area. Um, we looked at a couple of different spots uh, and slowly we ended up uh, picking Woodbine and Danforth because we figured out it's on the corner, yep. it's a lot of food traffic and big community. Uh, when we looked at the households, yep. the households were all parents with kids. Yep. And again, we would love to kind of like take over that area. Uh, you know what? From a parent with kids in the area, uh, I can tell you that you guys nailed it. You, you, you made an amazing decision. And I hope that everyone listening uh, who hasn't been here yet, make sure they uh, get down here. So that leads me to sort of my last question is because we've got uh, and every parent who uh, is listening right now has the same degree of fear when you hear the words family day weekend. Oh my God, what are we going to do? And after that, there's March break. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Um, tell tell everybody that uh, tell everybody about what uh, again what your what their kids obviously themselves and their kids can expect uh, on a visit here. And hopefully, I'll be doing a follow up video on you know maybe uh, following my son uh, on an adventure here one day and. Uh, um, talking about you know how much fun it really is for them but uh, can you guys just for uh, the last few seconds or last few minutes explain uh, you know uh, what what uh, what the benefits are to uh, stopping by uh, the family day weekend coming up and March break etc um, <clears throat> we essentially want to provide a space that's not uh, after work hours that's during the day if the kids are going to be home um, we kind of don't want them just sitting there and if uh, we can offer like uh, the time here available throughout the day, would that be would that be something you guys would consider? Uh, dropping off your kid here maybe for a couple hours to play VR, or is there something else that you want us to provide in terms of like maybe a workshop, um, bringing a speaker in, or offering certain games, or if there's anything that you guys would want during that time, we are open to having uh, this establishment open during the uh, like work hours. Um, for family day and uh, March break. So if there's anything like that, just please shoot us an email, uh, but just keep an eye out because we will definitely be planning something for sure. Uh, but if you guys have any ideas, just please reach out to us. Okay, you know what? That's the best thing actually I think we can do to wrap up the video here and the podcast. Uh, any comments, any questions you guys have for them, uh, either feel free to post here or you'll, there's the, the link is right at the top of the um, the live video as well. I'll make sure that the link is everywhere. You can direct message them. They're fantastic about getting back to me. Uh, I send them about 20 messages a week on various things uh, and they're always good about getting back to me. I haven't been blocked yet. Um, so the good news is again, these are again, these are a great bunch of guys um, that are investing in our community. So especially for those of you here, um, I can't say this enough and I'm not going to stop saying it either that the, the, the strength uh, and the, um, the energy 
and the investment of the local business people, the people who are investing in our neighborhood is directly related to how amazing the neighborhood is. There's no, there's no denying it. There's no getting around the fact that without these really great businesses along our area, in our area, the neighborhood itself would not be where it is. And that includes, again, there's a bunch of other ones and some of, some of which you've also heard from in my podcast. Uh, and I'm gonna to try to bring those up as much as I can, but definitely support your local businesses. Um, come by even this weekend. Uh, you know, they're gonna be, uh, be open up here. And uh, uh, why not, uh, if you're not watching Super Bowl, uh, why not bring the kids in here and have them, have them do their own version of a, a VR Super Bowl of some kind. <laughs> I'm sure there's enough stuff they can keep busy with. I know my son's behind us right now doing that. Um, so thanks so much for everybody who's tuned in. And uh, again, please like, share, and comment. Uh, and let's, uh, let's help these guys uh, create the best success we possibly can. Hey, Paul, it's Damon. I'm speaking to you through the magic of the internet. This is uh, Damon Sheffer, the owner of uh, Press Books Coffee and Vinyl. And I just uh, wanted to uh, say, hey, congrats on a great uh, 2019 and good luck into 2020. Uh, thanks again for all your help in getting us uh, moved and getting our old house uh, rented this year. You did a bang up job, buddy, and uh, we do appreciate it. So all the best uh, to you and your family over the holiday season. Happy Christmas. Merry New Year and all that uh, stuff. And uh, we'll see you at the record store, hopefully uh, in the new year. And uh, we'll uh, spend uh, some time chatting about rock and roll and other such things on vinyl. Thanks again, buddy. Have a good one. Hello again, Paul Andrigo here. So hopefully you've enjoyed the um, the holiday episode, I guess you could call it. Uh, back in the old days, they would call them the variety shows. Uh, so hopefully you've enjoyed the guests you've heard from so far. Uh, and now I wanted to do just a quick little, and I promise it's going to be quick, because of course this is, uh, as some of you have mentioned with real estate, it's kind of like getting a needle. Uh, just <laughs> get it over with and, and, and you know, let, 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 you know, let, let us know uh, exactly what what we need to know, uh, and then we can decide from there. So uh, the good thing about um, working with me, of course, is again, not only am I um, uh, knowledgeable about the neighborhoods, of course, I've uh, uh, taken footsteps up and down every street, been into so many homes, both for work and, and, and for personal, um, you know, my, for my, my kids' friends, uh, friends of ours, um, all sorts of stuff like that. So over the last, you know, 20 years, I've, I've really gotten to know the neighborhood and more importantly, gotten to know the stories behind the properties. It just, it just blows my mind whenever I see what, what I know is a, is a, is a really incredible home. Um, you know, and sometimes it's a home that I've been in. Sometimes it's people that I know, sometimes it's not, but either way I'll, I'll know, you know, that there's really an amazing story to be told about this property. Um, and unfortunately when I see the listing up on the market, um, basically it sort of start and starts and ends with the 463, I believe something like that odd characters that are in the MLS description. Um, there's not much more to it than that. They just sort of, you know, give you a quick summary. Um, don't even talk about when the when the home was built. Um, nothing about maybe you know the era that it came from. Uh, whether it's new or old, um, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of new bills in our neighborhood as well. But the neighborhood itself uh, often has, you know, a lot of its original, um, you know, uh, the stories and the characters, those are all intact. Um, so 
it's important that you guys sort of get a full summary. So what I want to do is uh, give you sort of a quick uh, current summary uh, and let you know how things have gone from the uh, 2000s the year 2000 right up to now. Uh, so I'll give you the most current update on uh, what's been going on for this year. And it's not the full year-end report. And of course, like everything else with real estate, it's constantly, it's a work in progress, which is what I've said to all of you who are signed up. And welcome, by the way, each one of you listening, who is the smart sellers who've already signed up with me for 2020. Seller Bootcamp uh, has been underway now for a couple of weeks. And the smart ones uh, have been getting the... Um, the proper training and the preparation uh, and the access to, again, incredible discounts on uh, the kind of things that they really need, uh, including, um, you know, just having the right sort of customized plan that works for them. And it isn't always going to be the same. So that's why you cannot possibly just go for a, a one-stop solution and someone who's going to pretty much just, uh, you know, be satisfied but that they got your listing, put the sign in the lawn, and that's the end of it. Uh, for me, it's all all about grand openings. I mean, you know, if any if any of you have watched The Irishman, you'll know that the buildup for that has been um, quite uh, detailed and it's been over a long time. Um, so I've always looked at my listings as, uh, you know, treating them like that, like, like, like they are grand openings. Because again, these are, uh, in our neighborhood anyways, these are million dollar properties. So, um, it's really important that you guys understand, you know, how important that is. And we're uh, sitting right now in the EO3 area, which is the re- which is the numbers I'll sort of reference just to give a, uh, a general idea, EO3 being the East York area. There's nine specific areas within that. But just to give you the average overall for now, and of course, specifics always, um, that always happens when we meet up and discuss about what, uh, you know, how your property fits into that, if it's average, if it's below, if it's above. Um, and of course, you know, everything to do with the, the, the correct um, things that need to be done. In some cases, it's nothing. In some cases, doing too much is actually going to cost you money. Uh, and I can explain that in detail when we meet. But basically, what you're looking at for a sort of a year, year to date summary is there's been 838 souls um, in, our, um, in our in the EO3 area, in the East York area. Um, that works out to about 76 a month. And just again, just rough speaking, roughly speaking, speaking, uh, two a day. So that means there's approximately two plus people a day that are moving in or out, buying, selling, uh, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I really want to make sure you guys understand that those numbers are important to me. I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know if everybody keeps as good a track of them as I do. Um, the volume for, uh, 2019 so far is there's been $829 million of real estate traded in our area. 829 million, very close to a billion dollars of real estate. So understanding how, um, you know, important those numbers are and each one of those numbers that that make up that total, uh, to me, I take very seriously, which is why uh, I actually have a limit of 50 people that I work with when I'm um, selling property just because I have a grand opening event that I plan and I've got already uh, several of them booked for the new year and I want to make sure that you're part of that uh, so that you're not just another listing on the market and you're not just satisfied with average results. Um, I just don't get it. It's not, 
it's not necessary for you to settle. Uh, and of course, by working with me, you're also, you know, being able to be um, uh, promoted right here on my podcast, which is going to be, uh, I'm right now approaching 20,000 total plays. So if you can imagine 20,000 people in an auditorium, uh, having listened to, uh, you know, a song like in a concert, that's what I think of. Um, and I'm uh, predicting that I'm going to be, um, I'm, I'm really hoping I'm going to be close to 100,000 total plays by the end of 2020. So uh, I really want to make sure that you guys are on that journey with me. It's important. So to give you a quick, uh, just so that it's, uh, again, not uh, going over my um, <laughs> proposed time frame, a little over six minutes now, uh, the last thing I want to say is how the EO3 area and EO2, which is our neighboring area just south of the Danforth, uh, I still call that area for me is still Danforth East, um, uh, and it's important for you guys to know those numbers, but the top producing, and this is in the entire East area, this is even versus the beach, the EO3 area has actually improved. Average sold price back then was 199,197. When I did this calculation, the average price was 969. It's gone up a little bit, I believe, since then. So you're talking about 487% growth since the year 2000. So it's a really, um, you know, it's it's a really good conversation for us to have. If you've been living here for five years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty, um, you really need to understand what you you what what you might be sitting on is not bread bricks. Of course, we you know a lot of a lot of our homes. If you've lived in older homes, I have. Uh, I've owned uh, wartime homes. I've owned nineteen uh, thirties era homes. I know I know what they're built like. There's a whole mishmash of things. But those red bricks that you originally bought could be gold, and you might not even know. Um, and the other thing that they could be is also sort of the secret and, and sort of the the key to your financial freedom, the buffer that I speak of when I'm talking about your real estate. So it doesn't even mean you might necessarily might not have any plans to sell that property. You might want to hold on to it. You might have enough equity in there to buy the place you're going to and still hold on to that, whether it's in your family or whatever. And I just did that recently. Uh, and I've done that a number of times over the years with people who've done really well uh, with their properties in terms of the equity they've built. So if any of you are, again, listening that want to discuss those options because again in real estate it's not always about you know just selling i want to make sure you guys know that that's not what you're going to hear from me you might be used to hearing that oh you know like uh uh you know you'll, you might be hearing used to uh, might be used to hearing people say you know like uh come up to you and that just say you know it's it's you know uh, i'm, I'm going to help you sell why don't you sell it's not always the right answer. And that's, I hope, what you'll see the difference between me earning your trust and not expecting it, earning your trust and your loyalty to me is making sure that you know all your options and then choose the one that works for you. For most people, they need to cash out to move on. And, and for a lot of people, it's the smart choice. It sometimes also depends on the property, uh, how much work the, the home needs. So in some cases, it is the better choice. And we'll discuss that again individually. But 
For a lot of you, you might be able to hold on to that property, keep it as an investment, have me rent it out for you. Uh, and that's all something that I do. And of course, uh, uh, making sure that it's all done, again, sort of on a one-stop shop basis. Um, that's, you know, that, those are all the, the many reasons why, uh, you know, I've been so privileged to help so many of you here over the last 20 years. So again, if you'd like the, the this report in writing, if you'd like to see, you know, find out where your house and your condo, your loft, whatever it is you have because we've got all those by the way uh in eo3 and not only do we but some of those properties have also been homes of some celebrities some actual some rock stars some movie stars um and things like that that uh, maybe you didn't know about but i do i keep pretty good notes about that stuff and uh some of them are still here today so um just ran into one actually this week and uh it's just an incredible um you know just an incredible neighborhood that we live in uh, here again woodbine danforth sort of being the the young and bluer i call of of our area so much going on in the area um and it's important again for you guys to support those who support you uh and this podcast i hope uh shows you how committed i am and thankful and uh hopefully as your again your only choice going forward i can uh Make sure you make all the right decisions and don't uh, uh, have any regrets, uh, you know, with that process. Thank you so much. And so 18 wow. days in the psychiatric ward in Toronto. Um, and then after, um, you know, had to deal with the treatment of how do I go back into my working life? How do I go back into being this sort of a type, which I'm, I'm I'm not sure I even love the word anymore, but this idea of like highly productive professional self, but also with this mental health crisis that happened when I first had my daughter uh, and then had another child. Uh, And then when I was four months pregnant with my second child, uh, my father died by suicide. Uh, And so that we had this sort of thing happen that was a concrete experience of all the things I feared Mm. was going to happen with my first. Uh, And so sort of taking all of that experience it affects the way you work. It affects the way you come to every day. Uh, and it also, I think on the positive side, allowed me to uh, not fear. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, the workaround might struggle. Mm-hmm. And if, God forbid, you know, this went down, what's the worst that could happen? I lose some money. Mm-hmm. This isn't life or death. Um, and so it's, it's really the reason why I wrote, uh, I wrote Day 9 was so that I could share my experience with being in the psych ward, being a parent, dealing with the stigma of what it means to be a good mother mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. what it means to try to work and, and be a parent and live. Yes. Uh, and, and I just couldn't find other writing about some of the horror that, that I experienced when I first had a kid and then also the resilient and the positive recovery that happened after yeah. uh, and as dark as parts of my story were uh, I also really consider it to be a good news story I, as I, we have the workaround and, and I'm good and I'm healthy and good, good. and it's and that's, it's that's all, all I've ever wanted and, and having seen my wife go through um, those moments when you know we had the kids and, yeah, and, right. and basically being brave enough to ask for help and 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 she's she's an amazing woman and she's dealing with a lot of things right now so because of that and this is makes you more more so for different different things to do she's got her eyes 
um, have been a problem for for a long time. So with um, you know with this kind of stuff to 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 be brave enough to ask for help, and that's one thing that um, anybody who's again anybody who's listening, anybody who knows me, understands that um, there's a no judgment policy with me. So if you are comfortable enough to tell me why you might need it. And of course, I'm talking maybe more in the real estate realm. Like there's people that tell me, you know, I've, I've, I've got a serious reason for doing this and whatever it is, um, you know, and, and whether it ranges from divorce to, um, you know, family issues that again, should remain private. Um, uh, for the most part, uh, I, I absolutely, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for being told that, but I, there, there, there's no judgment on that side from me, but being able to you know, to ask for help for me, uh, even personally, uh, has taught me that other people will feel comfortable doing the same, I hope. And it shouldn't yeah. be, there should be no stigma with any of this stuff, especially to do with, you know, postpartum depression, because uh, there's still probably a lot of people who don't, don't or a lot of women who can't talk about it for whatever reason, they just don't feel comfortable. So I'm hoping uh, this is obviously one, uh, the book, and again, you um, and, and, and everyone else who's helping uh, get the word out for that makes it a little easier yeah. for just to have the conversation. And you know what? In parenting, I, I was joking about this. Uh, I was talking about this, but still joking because uh, the after-school pickup is always the source of great comedy. Yes. Because uh, yeah. we're, we're all sort of, we've had our day and, and now the kids are there and uh, we sort of joke around for five minutes. So yesterday the whole thing about was... Um, the, the no shame in picking up kids in your track pants yes. uh, rule, which again yeah. used to be, I think it's actually been Go on Facebook as a pants. topic. So whatever yeah. it is, pajamas, t- track pants, whatever it was. But um, the whole thing about just saying, uh, you know, this is this is who we are and, and, and picking, and, and actually two of the parents mentioned this exact wording and I'm like, yes, I know what you mean by this, choosing your battles, yeah. especially whether it's parenting or small business and that whole multitasking thing we talked about. So That's here, right. here's your, here are your, here are your battles today, whatever those might be. And, um, and focus on those things because without the focus, uh, in, in almost every realm of business that I know about it is as, so, as soon as you're, as soon as you narrow your focus to something, that one thing becomes so much more productive yeah. and, and effective and, and in less time uh, and in less time so if you if you're spreading out your you know your whether it's your emotion or your an energy your whatever it is um it's a, it's a good chance that it'll get uh watered down yeah. uh in that time so i think uh we've yeah. uh, done a pretty good job here i think we're at the 20 minute mark just passed nice. it and i think that's uh, where a lot of people seem to uh have to like, go on I'm with done. their day go. so yeah exactly and i know you do so thank you so much for uh doing this Thanks, this was the Bob. Uh, I think the beginning of something, and I'm and I'm hoping to sort of add on to this with you as well. Yeah, so absolutely. as more I'll events come up, yes, you'll be back, and as more events come up, and other people, I'm hoping this studio space will be familiar yeah. uh, to those of you who are uh, listening to other podcasts coming from here. So okay. thanks for tuning in, and uh, thanks for joining us on Facebook day. Live, yeah, thanks, friends. Guys. Bye. Bye. Good morning, Paul Andrigo here from DanforthWoodbine.com. I'm uh, doing a walkthrough today of an incredible place that's along the Danforth, closer to Victoria Park. And uh, I'm here to meet Christine. And she's going to tell you a bit more about this place because uh, I myself um, just had a fantastic tour and you guys are going to hear more about it from her. Alrighty, well welcome. Uh, we are Looking Glass Adventures on the Danforth, right at Danforth, just west of Victoria Park. Uh, we have 4,000 square feet of live interactive escape rooms. Uh, right now we're standing in Mystery at Meriwether Mansion. 
which is one of our games and it's very heavily themed as someone's home um, and you find out more about the character when you're in here and what she needs you to do and it's uh, following a story, solving a lot of puzzles and trying to complete the objective of the game within an hour. Excellent. Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely am, uh, uh, again, today I'm a student, I'm learning about what you're doing here in this amazing place and the fact that it is such a great part of our community. Um, and of course, again, I, I want all of you guys who are watching this to, uh, you know, to make an effort to come down here and have a look. So I'm only going to give you a sneak preview and, and I've had Christine uh, kindly uh, agree to give us a little brief history of how Escape Room started. So you guys can have a little bit of the history, but um, the rest I, I hope will be you uh, coming down here to, again, see for yourself. Strangely so how did they begin? enough, escape rooms were inspired by video games, and escape room style video games. Wow. And okay. they brought that to the real life. And Toronto was a fairly early adapter where they started escape rooms about four years ago, and there's quite a few in Toronto. All of sort of different styles and um, sort of different kind of games um, and we took that concept and we really developed it for birthday parties, corporate events, large groups. Um, we've made them very story based with um, some tech built in um, and very immersive so you're really when you're in here you're really feeling like you're in someone else's home and kind of going through their things and finding out about them and it's very immersive yeah um, so lots of fun I, I actually feel like I'm standing in someone's living room and I'm not supposed to be filming a video here but <laughs> it uh, it's supposed to feel that way uh, and the whole thing and the whole concept of an escape room to me is uh, you know such a fun idea and it's the summer so I suggest again you guys have been uh, um, you know, um, so good about supporting local business. Get over here. Uh, it's right across from Shoppers World, and I know you guys all know where that is, and I know we all talk about uh, uh, that we uh, that we remember the Zellers that used to be there. So now there's a Lowe's and there's the Metro, and uh, again, when you're in the area, you come here first to have some fun, and then uh, go get your groceries. So um, we're going to now do a little walkthrough and um, check out the place and uh, take it from there. Good morning, or actually just good afternoon as we speak. It uh, just crossed 12 noon. Uh, Paul Andrigo here from Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered. Uh, today I have a really amazing opportunity to, uh, to meet with a, a, a new local business on the Danforth. Uh, not, a new, not, not a new business, but a business in a new location. So uh, I was just talking to Chantel about this and I want to make sure that I explain it correctly. But uh, as we go, I think Chantel will do a much better job of explaining, uh, you know, uh, your place uh, and, and of course your, your journey here. Uh, and of course, uh, if you throw in uh, how, to, um, how you came up with the name Ethel, uh, somewhere in your uh, discussion, you can, uh, you can go from there. So uh, welcome to the podcast show, Ethel. Uh, Chantel, using the name already. I get yes. called okay. Ethel all the time. Well, and why I, not? I it's, don't it's, take it's it out as there. Defense. Sure. Yeah. So uh, we are new to this location. The store has actually been around for about 20 years. Okay. Um, I've had the business for 10. So how we found Ethel was, my background is commercial interior design. Okay. And I worked in that field for about 15, 16 years doing retail and restaurant design. And I think what a lot of people don't understand about the interior design business, it's nine it's 10% creative and 90% execution okay. and I was getting really tired of designing banks 
So uh, my my heart is vintage. My, Where's the money go? Where's the money go? <laughs> exactly. A, and that's it. Okay. Right. So yes. my husband yeah. and I have always been vintage collectors. Our first date was going on yard sales. And we knew the owners of the original Ethel. And mm-hmm. so when I got laid off 10 years ago, and I was very happy to get laid off, I wanted to open my own vintage furniture store because we'd been collecting for so long. I knew a little bit about the business. Um, so we were in... Ethel, uh, their old location was at Queen and Winifred, talking to the owners to find out if they knew of any locations coming up for rent. And they said, we're actually thinking of selling the business. So that tweaked with me because the firm I was working for at the time, or the firm I had had last worked for, was a branding company. And it's really important to maintain a brand or have a strong brand. And Mm -hmm. Ethel is a very strong brand. So the name actually was inherited. I got the store with the name. But... We've taken the name, we've expanded a little bit. Um, people often ask me, who is Ethel? And mm. I say, she's a state of mind. Okay. Uh, it's a great 50s name. Yeah. Everybody knows a crazy lady named Ethel who like mows her lawn in her pearls and uh-huh. travels and does all those crazy things. So that's kind perhaps of... Perhaps more than one cat. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. more than one cat. Exactly. <laughs> and, There's uh, a lot of my clients that will laugh at this because this is an inside joke. I have probably the most amount of clients with the most amount of cats on the planet That's and okay. I love the fact that I can brag about it because uh, I also have a few cats so I can we jump have, in, in the craziness and, and and of course a little puppy we've got uh, we've well. got yeah. a 12 year old brown tabby who we've had for 12 years his name yeah. is his name is um Isaac and okay. we just brought home a big sister for him yeah a Jack Russell Chihuahua mix and her name is Bella so she's our new store dog I know and I love that you told me the story I mean literally we met uh, you know in person 30 seconds ago mm-hmm. uh, and we jumped right into everything to do with of course the business and the fact that it's it's a rescue dog she's a rescue I rescue yeah. furniture I'm gonna rescue a dog I love it I love it and <laughs> and I was actually um, uh, um, I've always been part of this, but I actually tried to make it a bit more official a few years ago uh, when I started to do sort of uh, more promoting for Boston Terrier Rescue. Oh, uh, I and love there was an article, Boston Terrier. Yeah, there was an article written about what I was doing, which was literally trying to just bring it up during my tours to say, mm-hmm. you know what, you're booming into a new house, new condo, wouldn't it be nice to consider, you know, a rescue dog? Mm-hmm. And it was just very casual because you can't make, A, you can't make someone get a pet, B, mm-hmm. you shouldn't. It's about it's the whole thing about you don't give them at Christmas. Oh, so I just basically absolutely. said, you know what, if you're going to look into it, why not look into this? And a lot of people on the spot never heard of this mm-hmm. or don't know much about rescue dogs and maybe have these sort of bad ideas like you know they're just really hard to train and that's totally not the case so um, I love it when you guys have a story that you can throw into this so this also becomes a nice little rescue dog commercial which absolutely. Uh, you know they, uh, I'm sure they you know they would appreciate if they could speak yeah well absolutely <laughs> yeah. You know, Texas Chihuahua Rescue we worked with the Canadian branch um, they do adopt-a-thons we certainly had to be vetted and 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 approved and they found a good match for us and that's her but you know I'm not going to go buy a new dog, just like I'm not going to go buy a new sofa. I'm going to find something and rescue it. There's nothing new in here. The, no, the, there the, is the nothing new. The good news is you couldn't have a new dog. No. Because it would go against your business exactly. profile of, of having everything here that maybe has a story to it. Right? Everything yeah. has a story. I love um, that. I love that part. My yeah. focus is, so when I took over the business from Greg and Craig, um, I do a mix of high and low. So I do high-end vintage, mid-range vintage. Yeah you know, what we would consider uh, Woolworth vintage, so pieces that wouldn't have been that expensive back in the day, but they're so well made that they're still kicking today. Uh-huh. And I want people to know that they can have a sense of humor in their home. It doesn't all have to look like it came out of a catalog or a magazine shoot. 
So no, no one's expecting you to outfit your entire house in mid-century, mm-hmm. but buy a great chair, buy a lazy Susan to have a cocktail party with, um, buy some goofy art, and that's kind of what we do here. Um, yeah. There's other stores in the city that do very high-end mid-century very well, um, Machine Age Modern, uh, Phil's, um, Zigzag, but I always do the weird stuff, okay. and I do a lot of prop rental for film, and they will come to me looking for the weird stuff, Yeah, and I've been able to help them out. One of my favorite stories was in our old location, one of my set decorators came in, and she said, I need lighting from a brothel in the 70s. Ooh, and I yeah. know you're going to have them looking for it. And I did. I had a pole lamp with jewels. I had a chalkware lamp that was an Asian figurine with a big sombrero shade. So, you know, we focus on kitsch. Was, fo- that, was that being filmed on the Danforth? Because as you know, we have some saloons here that had special back rooms. Oh, this I did have not know. Have you never know. heard about this one? No. Oh my God. Okay, this is the, the, the story behind the Linsmore Tavern is there was a secret room in the back <gasps> where the activities, I guess you could call them, would occur where, again, there's a secret door so that the, I guess, married men would be going mm-hmm. to back uh, the in, in the secret, whatever you want to call them, the uh, visiting through the back door and leaving through the back door and no one would see them coming through the front door. Oh my door. God, I did not know there's that. There's that and then there's also some uh, other stuff about the Crossroads Tavern that isn't in operation no. but was and I've got some, uh, again, I, I, I love these stories. As you can tell, I could do old podcast <laughs> on these but for now, there was apparently some sort of... Um, um, other kinds of activity going on on the upper levels at, at one time. This is all nice little, for me, this is all part of the folklore of a neighborhood. When I'm oh, doing neighborhood tours, and this is why, you know, I love doing this because when I get to do a neighborhood tour of the real estate, which I know very well, I also get to explain the businesses because now I'm learning more about them and you guys are helping me sort of promote your store, promote Absolutely. what you do. And I can say, listen, why would you, you've got a 1930s house. Why are you putting in, the, I sort of jokingly say, the, the what, what are the worst four letter words in real estate? You can imagine what some of them are one of them might be ikea right so you just sort of go in and you put all ikea stuff and you don't really think it through right. so why not instead you know there's a couple of you know really cool shops like this mm-hmm. um you know and just basically why not just get some ideas and again talk about it in the sense that i think you you sort of touched on this as well um like obviously nothing is like from the from the mainstream it's maybe even a little kooky mm-hmm. but it becomes a conversation piece mm-hmm. so the house itself of course has to be the big conversation piece but why not oh man look at this like i mean a really amazing couch from the you know victorian the, era yeah exactly uh, that, you know you would never see in a normal setup and again and normal staging versus mm-hmm. you know um uh, period staging mm-hmm. uh, i'm not a stager I, I i work with some of the best ones but what i what i always say is that if you're going to put a 19 sorry if you're going to put a 2025 couch in a 1930s home and, and the home is, is sort of, you know, maintained in its mm-hmm. older style, mm-hmm. something doesn't look right. It might That's be right. the best couch on the market. Mm-hmm. It might do all this weird stuff. It might have a fridge built in. I don't know. <laughs> but it's not going to be, it's not going to help tell the story of that house. So it might just not be the best investment. The Victorian style that you, you can actually come in here and sit down. This is where we're sitting today. That you can get here for $800 uh, might be your better um, investment and, and hopefully will be. Right? Well, and so. this this is something that a conversation I have with a lot of my customers, especially having moved to this neighborhood where you do have turn of the century homes, homes from the 20s, homes from, homes from the 30s. Those houses were small. Yes. This furniture is smaller scale because yeah. houses in the 50s were small. People were smaller. 
you don't have You're right. You're a right. ten foot long yes. sofa. Yes. Things are um, scaled properly for. Have you seen an East York basement? If you know I what have I'm been in an East about, York basement. You, you know that the, 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 there was some sort of something was in the water where no one grew over five two because uh, every basement was like mm -hmm. literally made for a five two person. Absolutely. Not because they were being lived in, but that's just the way they dug down. They dug past the frost line and they said, "Well, that's good enough," which is my, just barely over four feet. My husband's <laughs> house. So the house my husband grew up on, uh, grew up in, was on Springdale. Yes. And then he moved to Scarborough when he was 12. But the house he grew up in came up for sale a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we took his mom and dad That's back. what everybody does. Yeah. Oh, my old house is for sale. Can I so call? Can we go? Yes, of we course we We went back will. to yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah. And I just looked at my mother-in-law. I'm like, how did you raise five kids in this house? Because I just kept them outside. Kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, kids would love it because it's, you know, their little caves and oh, yeah. things like that. Oh, and, but, and yeah. my husband had a great memory of, of Good. growing up here. So, so yeah, so, so the scale of this furniture is is better for smaller homes um you know we're not dealing with giant sectional sofas although i do have a fabulous 70s sofa which rented to a david bowie biopic which i'm very oh, excited no way yeah so oh, there's wow. they, okay. they just yeah. uh, finished shooting but it was um it's called i don't know if it's called stardust that's what that's what the production was called right it's about his 1971 ziggy stardust tour oh. so they rented this uh 70s super graphic sofa they rented a whole bunch of ashtrays because everybody smoked back then um, and that speaks to another aspect of what I look for and what I do is I try to provide social context for these pieces. So right now I'm looking at a Lazy Susan server, ceramic, five piece. This is because people entertained more and mm -hmm. they presented their, you know, uh, it was all about presentation. Yeah. So something like this, we might just throw in a Tupperware container today. And, mm -hmm. You know, this is going to be very 1950s housewife. Yeah. Uh, and a great wedding gift. And we sold a lot of these uh, pieces to people giving as wedding gifts. Um, that's actually really, that's a really good idea. And before we go too much for, forward, remind me either in this podcast or I'm going to have to add it later if I'm listening to it, mm -hmm. to add in my, my David Bowie story since you brought it up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to add that in there because my, uh, my, my dad actually worked on a house, uh, built a house in Rosedale um, that David Bowie asked to see when he came over on a tour. Wow, because so, he probably wanted to rent it or well, something. Well, not even just rent it, just something about the architecture because it was very, very well noted. It was in the, it was in the, all the magazines. All oh, the goodness. Stuff. Yeah. So this is like, again, my, my David Bowie story, aside from being a humongous fan. <laughs> and of course, I, I'm, I'm friends on Facebook with the guitarist from Tin Machine. So wow. because of the things that I've, I've grown up with, again, Tin Machine was just for me, uh, musical, um, like the, the, my musical knowledge in the, in the early 90s is when I sort of discovered music. And and, mm -hmm. and, and right around that time, Tin Machine. So David Bowie, Reeves Gabrels, the Sales Brothers, mm -hmm. all, all this musical crap that uh, everybody who knows and works with me knows because uh, some of my, again, favorite clients mm -hmm. are the people in the music business who yep. give me all these juicy behind-the-scenes stories of tours and musicians and, and, and all this fun stuff. And, of course, now, you know, <laughs> you might have a few too, but we'll maybe call that the Absolutely. next podcast. Absolutely. We can, we can we'll touch on that We'll do that on the later. next podcast. So. Absolutely. So yeah, so you've got again such a, a really amazing array of, of things here. So again, obviously, um, we I, I want to make sure I introduce what what you would like to do because I you know I want I don't want to lose too too many people. So mm -hmm. usually around this uh, you know fifteen minute mark or so, mm -hmm. um, I want to make sure that I talk about anything that. Um, uh, you, you were you were explaining to me, and uh, again we could uh, we could go into it now, and of course I'll put it in writing for them as well. Mm -hmm. um, what is it that you were thinking of doing as part of um, 
you know, helping me welcome. When I'm welcoming people to the neighborhood, uh, I like to really make sure, literally, again, I, I, I don't force them to, but I mm -hmm. always say, before you buy in any neighborhood for that matter, but especially in my home neighborhood, mm -hmm. um, go for a bite to eat. Go try mm -hmm. four or five stores, buy a couple of things, and talk to the shop owners. Right. Yeah. So what do you, again, what's your sort of, your input on on that and and, and what uh, what would you like to uh, well, tell them certainly yeah. uh, one thing I've communicated to a lot of my customers is just how much we like the neighborhood yeah and having moved here and really and you've invested you have and you're we not have renting. invested you, we, you we bought our building, building. Yeah, we're, we're renovating that's commitment yeah. and um, yeah. and so we're here to stay yeah. and so we get that feedback from our customers is they like that we're here we've invested we see potential in the neighborhood yep. um, not even potential but we, but it's getting there and it's and it's exciting we've seen restaurants open we've seen you know comparable shops open yeah so I want people to come in here and buy for their new home mm -hmm. so if giving a discount or giving a coupon or if um, encouraging multiple sales you know haven't worked out all the details but we are yeah. open to working with Paul yep. yourself yep. on making that happen because I've worked with real estate agents before Good. and Good. Um, and also if you ever have a house you need cleaned out mm. I could do that for you you know what again all all these arrangements literally the these um, again the, the things that I have on my client perks some of them I've had for a while the ones that I'm adding on on a regular basis with new businesses whatever it is that you guys do um, just to be you know just to be part of it uh, mm -hmm. it, it really doesn't um, again I'm not looking for anybody to um, uh, to give anything away but what I'm hoping to do is just again make sure that I raise as much awareness as I can for you mm -hmm. guys um, in real estate the principle is if the if you cannot the, sorry the value must always exceed the cost of anything mm -hmm. that you either buy sell even my services mm -hmm. uh, have to be that way so what for you guys in your businesses because you're not able to, I mean, you're not meeting every single person that, you know, is in our neighborhood as they come in. Mm -hmm. I have the, I, I call it the privilege, because mm -hmm. I, I feel like it is a privilege uh, of meeting people that have literally, and I'm meeting some just down the street tonight for the first time. They're just starting to explore the neighborhood. Oh, exciting. So I get to be sort of the first person they meet and talk to. So for me, that's a huge, mm -hmm. not just not just a tour guide. There's a huge mm -hmm. responsibility for me mm -hmm. to explain to them. And the good thing about me, and again, if you've known me on Facebook for even a few days uh, and you're still a and you're still on my Facebook page you'll understand that I am uh, unfiltered in a good way I right. hope so when, when I share my thoughts and my feelings the good the bad and the ugly about mm -hmm. everything um, I explain them to make sure that you're edu educated just like I do to my son who's 10 my daughter's 14 when I speak to them I speak to them in a in a, in a manner where I want them to know everything about the world and I want them to be aware about mm -hmm. the good stuff mm -hmm. but I also tell them listen there's this thing that you should know about and, and it's not nice to talk about but I'll, I'm telling you about mm -hmm. it now so that you're aware I do the same with clients because I don't want anybody um, what it's what's it called like um, uh, whitewashing or, 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 or just no. like, uh, uh, glossing over like right. everything everything's perfect everything's this and that well you know what no neighborhood is you know a, a 10 out of 10 but hopefully if it's an 8 out of 10 for you which it was for me when we moved here mm -hmm. 21 years ago when I first bought here um, in East York uh, it was a work in progress it was improving mm -hmm. and that was enough for me I didn't yeah. need it to be perfect because I, I certainly am not <laughs> so it's... I like it when there's a little bit of a rough edge oh. which is weirdly enough the reason I love it here well and, yeah. and you know it's funny because when we first moved here 
again, my husband, having grown up on Springdale, he knows the stretch of the Danforth. Of and he knew yeah. that it was a very Italian neighborhood. He tells great stories of going to St. Bridget's and yes. knowing all yeah, yeah. his, you know, yeah. his Italian French teacher. <laughs> and there's all these great coffee shops. Yes. And on the outside, they look pretty intimidating because there's all these like old men sitting out in front. And all the, you know, the, the cappuccino places. That's places always all... part of my tours. What's going on over there? Well, and so, here's the story. Here's the story. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so we're in the building and we know we've got to get a coffee and we're tired. And I keep telling my husband, go across the street to the soccer club. Go across the street to the soccer cafe. Mm-hmm. And he's so scared. So we finally go over there. <laughs> They're like the nicest guys in the world. And they serve gelato and they serve granita in the summer. And they... Oh my God, you bought that building. That's so great. And mm-hmm. Seb's been over here to look at some of our electrical things we need done. And he, you know, like now we've got eyes on the street. Yeah. And that to me, it's not, you know, this isn't Queen West. This isn't complete gentrification. There's still a lot of color. There's still a lot of original residents, um, which just means that there's pride in the neighborhood, yeah. I think. And, you know, totally agree. There, you know, there, yep. we've, we, now that we have a dog, and this has been a real eye-opener for us, mm-hmm. taking her for walks on residential streets, we're seeing a lot that we maybe not would not have seen. And that's exciting. It's one of the best things you can do if you're, again, if you hadn't moved here and you were exploring a neighborhood, aside from what I said before, which is go mm-hmm. for a coffee somewhere new. Walk go for, on the go, residential go, streets. Go, go into one of the shops that you've never been to. Just try something different, which is the point mm-hmm. of really, for me, doing these podcasts is, yes, you could have done the same podcast, but... The fact is, again, I want a whole bunch of different people, again, stopping in and saying, oh, wait a minute, I, I, you know, I heard that podcast that Paul did with uh, you know, the, the, the people at Ethel, and uh, I, I want to go in and check it out and see what it's really about myself. Mm-hmm. So that, of course, yeah, having the dog, whether it's kids, dogs, or just your own sort of wanting to be part of a, uh, the, the social fabric that mm-hmm. we have here, um, there's, nothing, there's nothing more for me fulfilling than, than being part of it. And again, I've been here in East York for 21 years. Mm-hmm. I was originally closer to the old East York, Big Park in St. Clair, mm-hmm. and we sort of moved our way in and around, and we still have family that lives on Woodmount. And mm-hmm. uh, again, we we love it here, and, and for me, that's the thing. Anybody anybody who is is investing in a business like you guys mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. or investing in a home here, with you know, if you're owning a home, um, and, and, and th- or thinking of buying one, that's why I wanna make sure that we connect uh, uh, for you know with you guys before long before um, you make that move because there's a lot of stuff that I think you should know uh, that isn't going to be on the MLS printout it's not going to be oh on Google you cannot Google half the amazing shit and, mm-hmm. and I, I speak my mind about everything so that includes this including like the history so we'll, we'll end off quickly with that sort of um, and you guys have to come to see the whole thing she'll just give me a uh, Chantel will just give me a quick sort of summary but th- this place has had some amazing uh, past lives right so yeah. Yeah. We, we bought the building um, a year in November and my husband writes a column on architecture for the Globe and Mail. I noticed And that, yeah. so he likes, he, he's called the architecturist. He likes to tour around the city and look at things that maybe people aren't necessarily seeing. Yeah. And when we were restoring the original vitrolite glass, which was behind paint, we found a store name. And mm-hmm. so he did the research and he went and looked at the archives and looked up the old... Who better to do that? I mean, obviously oh, for, for, for him, that's his bread and butter. And, and he loves and, to do and, that. Yeah, he loves to do it. So, so that, that was great that you we did. we yeah. found yeah. Uh, most of the original businesses that had been here. And this building has been everything from a music store to a real estate office to an off-track bedding parlor to a weird hippie church wow. in the 60s okay to um how cool is that yeah so, so we're definitely going to be delving into some of these other stories but uh um i i was i'm so happy that i got a chance to stop 
you know, you Chantel right. in, in mid uh, day. And I know there's people walking by <laughs> wanting to get in. So I'm going to stop the podcast for today. Okay. But I think uh, hopefully we'll be doing some other segments, maybe just some uh, literally some segments on the history part alone and maybe some um, mid-century staging lessons. Oh, I don't know absolutely. what you think we might do, but I'd love to absolutely. do more as people sort of hopefully through me and through you and through this uh, discover a little bit more about uh, the podcast. Well, we're here if, uh, you know, at 1781 Danforth Ave. Um, we own the building, so I'm here all the time. Okay, so again, and that's obviously the, the address you put mm-hmm. out. Um, uh, phone number and website? So the website is... Uh, Ethel 20th Century Living, so E-T-H-E-L-2-0-T-H-C-E-N-T-U-R-Y-L-I-V-I-N-G. We're also on Facebook, okay. and we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter, so it's easy to find. Just type in Ethel Toronto, Ethel Store, Ethel yeah. 20th will come up. Okay. And the number is 416-778-6608. Great. Great. Now, and, and although I am employed by Century 21, uh, I will still try to focus more on 20th century versus 21st <laughs> century. Totally unrelated. Absolutely. That was off, that was off no the fly. Worries. No But worries. Uh, I think we'll figure out a way to get along and uh, make sure, sure the people who are, again, We're listening uh, and, and, of course, uh, visiting the store, which you guys have to come in. So I'll try to be doing, when I do the video podcast, which is something I'm still experimenting with, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to add in a few of the images that I took today to, again, let you guys know what the kind of stuff I like, which a lot ends up being a lot of times the the conversation starters for uh, uh, for, for for you know other conversations along the way. Absolutely. So thanks for tuning in and uh, tune in again for the next episode that'll be coming soon. Hello again, Paul Andrigo here. Hope you enjoyed this very special holiday episode of my podcast that I, again, I've never done this before. Um, I had no idea how I was going to do it, but I wanted to, I had this idea of doing sort of um, a best of, uh, a summary, and and at the same time, a tribute uh, to each one of you who've been just, again, just incredible to me. And and this happens, and this is why, if you hear it in my voice, you'll know it's legit. If you know me, you know this is how I am. Uh, Not only for me is it important to lift others, especially those who are... Are, are, are there and are, are watching out for others and trying to, you know, help other people um, survive and, 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 you know, do well and raise their families and take care of each other. Um, I think that sort of loyalty has to be rewarded. Um, and, and that's part of what drove me to do this podcast, especially this particular episode. Um, and, and just again, just the, just the sheer kindness of strangers that I experience on a, on a literally like every other day feels like basis. Like I'll get a call from one of you guys or somebody that uh, maybe saw one of my posts on one of the community websites or, or got a postcard or, uh, again, was just listening to my um podcast somehow uh, and heard me mention Danforth and said, oh, yeah, I live nearby. Um Next thing I know, I'm, I'm, I'm meeting with them and two days later, we're, you know, either maybe working on helping them, you know, make a, make a move up, down, out of town, possibly, uh, you know, on investments, sell their home, buy a home, um, you know, just give you all the options and, and, and including renovation tips uh, and, and things to watch out for because there's a lot of things that can go wrong uh, with renovation and home safety as well. I do all that stuff because it's all stuff that's important to me too. And if you know me, you'll know that's why it it is such a good idea for us to connect because 
uh, I'll hopefully be able to give you a lot of value even before we do any business together. And that's that's really important to me. Uh, the relationship aspect of, of everything to me is just is so much more valuable than everything else because without that, and 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 this is also sort of in the in the uh, um, in the process of building real trust with someone, and I mean real trust, like someone that you would trust in the room, uh, trust in your house, you know, with a suitcase full of money and you left the house, would you trust that person uh, that you're trusting with your real estate? Would you trust them with a million dollars in, in, in cash sitting on your kitchen table and would you trust them that they wouldn't run away with it all? It's important to see it that way because... I know that so many people don't see this as a life changing event, like just to, you know, just calling someone calling, you know, that person that you may have seen that, you know, that does postcards or the, or the person that you may have seen uh, that does this or that, but you don't really know them. You've never actually heard their voice. Um, you're not quite sure if their glamour shot is really them. Um, all this kind of stuff that is, is an actual, like it's, it's actually stuff to think about. So all of you guys who who own businesses in, in, in our neighborhood, Danforth East, whether it's Danforth, Greenwood, Coxwell, Pape, right over to Broadview, right over to Vic Park, um, I want to connect with you and I want to add you to this um, uh, a podcast uh, sort of uh, um, uh, summary that I'll that I'll be doing. Of course, I'll be doing individual episodes with you. I hope, just like I have done with all the others here. But I'm also going to be doing like uh, again, sort of. Um, uh, another summary at the end of next year, and I hope there's going to be a bunch more businesses that have uh, jumped on as well and um, connected with me and, and again, shared your story. And of course, this is all about and this is all of you guys that meet with me and, and that have, um, you know, um, done a podcast with me, you know how important uh, my trust and my loyalty um, pledge is. And I do actually have that as part of my uh, sort of just just the way I've 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 always sort of worked with people, and for me this is again this is such an important thing that if you are going to invest, um, you know in in you know in anyone, um, you know the the thing the thing about it is you don't want to be just you know just sort of passively, um, you know, investing in, in people who are, who are not going to be part of your goals or, or even like, you know, care what's going on with you. Um, you know, in the next, uh, you know, let's say in the next five or 10 years, they might just want to, uh, sort of treat you as a transaction, uh, you know, get the deal done and, and move along. Um, and, and that's not me. So if you'd like an introduction to somebody that does that, then, um, you know, that can be arranged. But as far as me and as far as the way I work goes, um, I, I really want to make sure that you guys understand that this is not, um, you know, this has never been for me a transactional situation where, uh, there's a start and an end date to every real estate transaction. And of course, uh, for, for some people that's, that's the beginning and the end of it. For me, the relationship is more of a, of a infinite nature, sort of, you know, the, the transaction has a finite nature to it. So the whole thing about, uh, you know, um, working with someone on, on a, on a term is, is to me, it's more of a, it's far more of a, uh, you know, very much a, a long-term handshake, uh, loyalty situation. And and that's and that's absolutely something I, um, uh, you know, I, t I talk about with you guys who are working with me. I make sure that you understand uh, how important that is to me. That we are, uh, you know, that we're 
you know, that we're in this together, that there's, you know, that there's actual, um, you know, commitment. And as part of like my, my, what I call my intro kit, um, as I said, I've, I've got something called a trust and value pledge. Uh, and this is something where, uh, you know, I really want to make sure that uh, doing this and, and having you guys there with me on this stage where I'm going to be uh, hopefully just eclipsing any expectations ever made of me, which uh I like to do that in life. I think that's the best way to go. Uh, no one ever would have predicted that a I would be a, I would have a podcast. I'm sure five years ago, no one ever would have predicted that. Um, but I like surprising people. I like surprising myself, and I know that the fact that I've stuck with this now for almost again 200 episodes, uh, give or take. Um, I think I'm here for the long run. I think I've warmed up well, and uh, I, I'm definitely ready to make sure that, again, we all um, get to the next level. And if any of you listening, again, need help setting up your own podcast for your business, for your um, for your online business, your home-based or brick-and-mortar business, like you've got a shop on the Danforth, on Coxwell, on Greenwood, um, on Broadview, on Vic Park, wherever you might be in our neighborhood, or for that matter, across the city. I mean, my real estate um, dealings are across on uh, Toronto for the most part, Toronto and the GTA. So I've I've sold as far as Oakville, uh, right over to Oshawa, right up to Richmond Hill, Aurora. Um, handling properties for me because it's about relationships. I'm more focused on that and, and being a lifelong, you know, Toronto owner. And I've lived in different parts of Toronto before I moved to the Danforth, East York area. So I do know it very well. And I still have family, friends and clients all over the province. And I do visit as many of them as I can, of course, within reason. I've got, uh, you know, a lot on my plate some days. Uh, but I do try to, again, make sure that I'm up to date, um, you know, with what's going on in all those areas and sort of, uh, sort of tune in with them. Many of them are also, uh, listeners of this show. So I'm going to end it there, but this is again, not the end of this podcast. I can actually continue adding to this podcast with more of you and actually adding your notes. Um, and anytime you guys want to, again, um, talk about, you know, you've got big business events coming up, um, uh, client appreciation events. And, and that's one thing that you should remember this, that is that if you haven't seen my ice cream cart in front of your business yet, um, you haven't seen a lineup yet. You don't know what a lineup looks like. I, I, I've over the years, I started doing these, um, uh, for one of my clients, I rented an ice cream cart and it was such an incredible response, uh, that I've since bought two more, uh, sorry, I've, I bought one more and I've built another one myself. So I've got two ice cream carts in my garage, uh, that I use for various events, mostly for, you know, people who are selling their properties, but also, uh, I've, I've been, um, trying to be very helpful for school fundraisers, uh, and other things, birthday parties. I've done surprise show ups for surprise birthday parties, all sorts of fun stuff. You guys who know me, you know that I don't, uh, you know, I don't put a limit on, um, you know, the relationship aspect of it. If you're good to me, to me, I, I, I just, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll be making sure that I'm good right back to you. Um, and again, Thank you for being my neighbor. Thank you for being, again, part of the, the fact that uh, this uh, this area has done so incredibly well. Yes, it's changing. There's going to be a lot more growth. If I if you if you listen to one of these in 2030, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a very different podcast. Uh, it'll be a very different area. But it was very different 20 years ago. 
And by the way, uh, the people back in the 30s who, um, you know, saw houses being built probably thought that was also, um, you know, not going to be good for the area. So they probably, the farmers who owned big pieces of land, they probably had concerns about the neighborhood. So um, bottom line, it'll never be comfortable, but growth, again, in itself is never comfortable. Um, hopefully as you're, again, deciding to stay in the neighborhood or to, um, you know, to branch out or to whatever it is that you're going to do, um, just make sure I'm part of the conversation and I will certainly make sure that, uh, you know, I add as much to that um, conversation uh, and, and just the journey as possible. So thank you all for tuning in. Have yourselves a wonderful holiday season. Uh, and if I haven't seen you yet, by the way, I still have a few um, of my reusable um, grocery bags uh, that are that have my real estate podcast show.com logo on them. If you want one, let me know because I uh, placed a huge order and I'll probably have to place another one uh, as a promise to my daughter to um, do better for the planet that we, uh, you know, that that we're in right now and use less plastic bags and encourage more people to use their reusable bags. Uh, and also for me, personally speaking, I'm trying to, with your help, do less print postcards and things like that. Cause I know some of you are not a fan of that. So the more of you that support me, the less of that I have to do. That's all I can tell you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day.